Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Decker. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm good. He is here. here. He's in the mid-yawn. We're ready to go. We're fired up. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to go over this week, Mike. Obviously, we're going to be talking Jawan Howard as a potential National Coach of the Year. Um, and, and we'll kind of explain our reasons why. We're going to hit on both Michigan and Michigan State as far as um, Big Ten Tournament as well as the NCAA Tournament. Um, next week, after we kind of finish off the regular season, you know, Michigan obviously has a chance to be the Big Ten regular season champions um, coming up here. And obviously, the two big matchups between Michigan and Michigan State to end the season. So, we'll kind of get a really good feel of where Michigan is at and where Michigan State is at going into tournament season. Um, we're also going to be talking about the NBA All Star game, whether or not it should be played. And Mike has a kind of a proposition to maybe make the All Star game a little more intriguing or All Star weekend a little more intriguing. Um, with some NBA Finals implications, which I think is going to be really interesting. And then obviously we're going to review WWE Elimination Chamber and the show that it was or wasn't and all of its glory. Um, and then obviously we're also going to preview to end the show AEW's Revolution. It's been one year, Mike, since we were in Chicago talking about Revolu- going to Revolution, the best show literally ever. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny, actually, is yeah. doing revisionist history, it's yeah. actually not... That great of I feel like if we if we yeah, weren't there watched we would not it, yeah. remember it. If we watched good. it, yeah, because I watched like, it back because I got the DVD for yeah. us, right? And I was like, most of the matches are not very good. No, there's there's like three. Yeah, yeah. There's like two or three out yeah. of like eight that you're yeah. like, oh okay. Well, that's we'll, we'll hit on that in the show because I was actually thinking about that as soon as I said that. Go, it's they're probably their best show still, pay per view yeah. wise. I would say that or the this past full gear show. Yeah, that had, was like, pretty good. Four solid yeah, that was pretty good too. Yeah, so. But, but like every time I go back at it, I just yeah. feel, man, like you have like the tag match, which is amazing, and yeah. then you go, what happened that? Like okay, yeah, the Cody and MJF match, which was good because the story was so good, yeah. and then the world title match, I think, was good, but, but boring, but not slow. great. Yeah. yeah, and it was like you kind of knew where it was going, and then the rest was just like, yeah. yeah, I thought, yeah, there was a couple matches like I think uh, what was it, Pac and Orange Cassidy? I thought yeah. that match over delivered, but that was because we were there. I yeah, feel like if we yeah, were, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we you were in the crowd and yeah, you felt it. We right? would have like walked away and got a sandwich. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I feel that. All right, well, we'll hit on that anyway. at the end of the show. All right, let's just jump right in here, though. Um, you know, Jawan Howard, now Michigan is what, 18 and 1 right now? The 17 or 18 and 1? They're 17. 17 and, 17 and okay, 1. Okay, 17 and 1. They're 13 and 1 in the Big Ten or something like that, right? They're only lost coming to at Minnesota, I believe, right? Um, you know, they, they, they're coming off big wins against Ohio State, against a dominant victory against Iowa. Um, they just beat Indiana uh, as of Saturday. So they're really on a roll here after this big lull, too. They're, they're, they're really playing really great basketball. And I can make the argument, I think you can make the argument, they're probably playing. They're, I don't think there's a better team playing right now in college basketball. With the way their schedules, with the teams that they've had to play in the last couple of weeks, coming off of their lull period of three weeks off, where I know Gonzaga's up there. Who's the other team that's ahead of them? Baylor. Baylor. Maybe Baylor, but like Gonzaga, Gonzaga's, Gonzaga's conference is garbage. Baylor just lost yesterday. Exactly. So there you go. That's my point, right? So you're looking at strength of opponents. I don't know if there's a team right now playing as good as Michigan, and I think a lot of that is attested to Jawan Howard. And I and I say that because, and it's not, I guess, because of the uh, what Jawan's doing X's and O's wise, right? I don't think that that is the thing that is bringing Jawan Howard success. I think Jawan's the key to all of this of what's happening is the fact that I think he is he is doing exactly what we want Dan Campbell for the Lions to do. 
is he may not be the strongest X's and O's. He's not going to draw up that key play to win you or lose you a game. What he is going to do, though, is he's A, going to put together he's put together a great staff, right? And Dan Campbell, obviously, it's on paper, but from all indications, it looks like he's put together a pretty good staff. Um, and two, he is building the culture and is really setting that bar. And I think he's really taken the baton from John Beeline and went, Okay, we got to here. We made Michigan basketball relevant again. Now, I'm going to take it and take it way over here now and really put it on another level and recruit and do some of these things that make people want to come to Michigan before. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, Michigan is not a destination school for basketball before John Beeline got here. And even then, he struggled to get the major stars that Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, some of these other schools are getting, right? So... I mean, I think it's a uh, you know a multiple pronged attack that has really led to Juwan Howard's success. I think he is coach of the year. You know, Michigan. I don't think was even ranked going into the season. Um, I just think that I think he's done a fantastic job, and the fact that Michigan's playing as well as they have, especially if they beat Illinois. I think that you know, and I think they they at least split with Michigan State. Michigan State's always a weird one where you can't really call it, but if they even split with Michigan State, you go, how how can you say that he's not? You know what I mean? In the most tough, in the toughest conference in the in, in college basketball right now, you're the regular season champs. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard to argue. Yeah, no, I definitely think he is coach of the year. Will they give it to him? I think that's very up to debate. I yeah. think you can look at Gonzaga being undefeated mm-hmm. as a okay. Well, they're undefeated, so right. obviously that's probably the best coach team. Right. Uh, but I think Juwan Howard's easily second if you're yeah. going to look at that because they're going to be number two in the country come Monday, yeah. right. March 1st. Right. So I, I, my vote personally would go to Juwan Howard, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be shocked if everyone was like, well, Gonzaga's what, like 27 no right now? Like, right. okay, that's really impressive too. Like they haven't Absolutely. lost this year. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Zags are weird for me though because they play in a weird conference, right? Their, their schedule is not anything to, like especially their conference schedule yeah. is a joke. It's a total joke. It is. But then, like, you go through and like, I mean, they're dominating, yeah. And, like, they went through their first like five games, and they're like, All right, so we're gonna go beat Kansas, Iowa, and right. Uh, they they didn't play Baylor, but they yeah. play like Auburn. Like, they have they always start with a hard schedule to be like, right, right. We are non-com- with non-com- because right. then they're like, We know we're gonna play these cupcake teams, yeah. So, like, right. there's nothing we can do about it, right? And, and, well, and Gonzaga, too. I think the reason why I'm not as um, high on you know their coach getting coach of the year is too is because Gonzaga was expected to be good, too. Yeah. That's another thing I think you know that I'm looking at it from a from a coach of the year perspective, where I go, man, like like this team, nobody really knew what Michigan was going to be, right? You had some transfers coming in. You lose on Isaiah Todd, who went overseas. Um, you had a bit, you know, Teske's gone, Simpson's gone. You're losing a lot of leadership. Livers coming back was huge. I think mm-hmm. that's really is what is stirring the drink here. But the the development of Dickinson early on in his career, the fact that you're getting quality play of your point guard, which made me eat crow in my own opinion, because last couple weeks they played really really well. Um, and the key transfers of Brown and Smith coming in, I think, are really just putting it all together. And this is a perfect storm type of scenario. Couple that with the fact that you have three McDonald's All-Americans coming to Michigan next year. They have the number one recruiting class in the country. And you're just going, it just seems like we're hitting every freaking mark right on the nose. Like, if you're a Michigan fan, this is everything you hoped Jim Harbaugh was going to do for you for Michigan football. And that's what Jawan's doing. I mean... Mike, did you expect this? Did you? Or I mean, where where were you? I know we talked about the hiring, and it was kind of a mixed bag because you're like, all right, NBA players love him, you know, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, they're all like, oh my gosh, this is like the greatest hire ever, you know, like he's been ready for this for so long. He basically was coaching us while he was playing, like all these things where you're like, he's never done it, he's never been a head coach anywhere before, and now he's taking over Michigan, and you're like, 
okay, you know, yeah. he's a Michigan guy, which we've seen this happen before. But the level of success he's having this early on, I think, is something that I don't think anybody, even the most eternal optimists, mm-hmm. could have said was going to happen. Yeah, I've always, I've always looked at. I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday. Yeah, is I was like, I thought, I thought they would always be like a A minus A recruiter. Yeah. Like I always knew that okay, they're going to pull in right. the five stars because it's Juwan Howard. So right. it's like the I was bad like, boys, bad boys, yeah. bad five. I was yeah. like, yeah, I, yeah. I went through this all, so right. like he can recruit well. Right. You know, he knows LeBron and stuff. He can have mm-hmm. them help with recruiting and stuff. So. I, I was never worried about the recruiting. I knew they were going to get, yeah. you know, four or five star recruits yeah. normally now yeah. going forward. Having that Fab Five cred, I don't want to say bad boys, but having the yeah. having that Fab Five cred of really, I don't think people understand the level. And we weren't even really like alive during this point. No. But at the same, but looking back on it, the amount of impact that those five guys had on college basketball going forward is yeah. insane. Yeah. So you have you have that, and I was like, but the coaching side, I was like. If he could be at least like a B, like I would say B line right. was like an A coach. Oh, absolutely. With like, but like with like a C, C plus recruiting. Right. Whereas recruiting was never good, but he could coach him. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you have that A and recruiting yeah. and you can get like a B minus B coaching, yeah. you're going right. to be a solid team going forward. Right. And that just blew my expectations because now it looks like he's like an A minus A coach also. Yeah. And I'm like, if you got both yeah. at, high, at high standards, absolutely. now it's like. And I now think, and you know, your river. you know, I love the fact that you know, even in press conferences, too, you know, good games, bad games, whatever, like that, where he goes out and he's like, "Listen, like, I think having the mind of a of a former player, right, for these mm-hmm. kids is doing so much." And I love the fact that, like, Jawan, I love Jawan being as fired up as he is, especially like you see him that Michigan will go on an eight zero run. Right, but it's not a clean eight zero run mm-hmm. or something like that, or they have a broken play offensively, and they still wind up maybe just feeding it to Dickinson, and they get a two point, and they get an easy layup, right? But the you know the team will call a timeout, and Juwan is furious, and he's like, "What the heck?" Would, like you can see him actively talking to his point guard and going, yeah. "Like, come on, man! Like that is not what we talked about." And it's like those are the things that I don't think anybody really expected. I think the the the, the people who were really down on this hire. You know the Mike Valenis of the world were expecting Juwan to come in and just be rah rah and just clap on the side on you know on the court and just be like hey this is Michigan right this is we're all happy to be here you know we're we're gonna do things the right way but the right way is really just being average and mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that kind of thing so the fact that he has come out and I think another thing too is I think the way he's assembled his staff is another thing too where I think he's really kind of insulated himself with good basketball people around him to to kind of, you know, deviate some of the some of the coaching duties so that he can be the leader, right? And there is no question about it. The last two coaches that Michigan has had, John Beeline and Juwan Howard both have been leaders. So, he's really taken the baton and ran with it. I like I said, I don't know of anybody who's doing a better coaching job. I don't know anybody who could have stepped into this position, assembled the staff that he has assembled got recruiting off to the fast start that he has as well as he there was nobody else available there was nobody they could have brought in from a basketball standpoint that I get it it was a sexy hire too because he was part of the Fab Five and everything else like that but nobody I don't think they could have brought in outside of like hiring the guy from the Celtics mm-hmm. or something like that right like you know taking somebody from the NBA yeah, and bring yeah, like yeah. bringing Billy Donovan back or yeah. something crazy like 
there's nobody they could have hired to establish this kind of momentum and this kind of culture. Like, I don't know if, what they're going to do in the tournament. I have high expectations for the for what they're going to do in the tournament. I think it's Final Four or bust for them right now with the way they're playing. So, And we'll talk about that more next week. But we're this is really fun, and it's, it's really refreshing to see it get done a different way. Yeah. You know, if you're a Lions fan, you hope to God this is what's going to happen for the Lions mm-hmm. because that's what they're trying for, right? Mm-hmm. It is the exact same blueprint. It's... Get a get a heavy motivator, heavy culture, heavy down to earth, blunt guy that's going to talk to players like men and not like children, mm-hmm. and at the same time put a good enough staff together to kind of fill in the blanks and hope to God they can build a team around it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's oh, yeah. really what they're going to do, right? So if you're a Lions fan, look at what Michigan basketball is doing because that is the blueprint that they are attempting to follow on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, speaking of basketball, though, let's let's shift over to the All Star game. Um, and the NBA here, we, you know, we, we've heard some mixed results from some of the biggest players in the league, right? LeBron, I know Kyrie, I think, I think was it Harden or Grant? Somebody else came out and was like, there's no reason why we mm-hmm. should be playing in the All-Star game. And they've kind of been very against the NBA even trying to do it. Obviously, they still are going to do it because it's the NBA. And they're like, well, we got the TV time, so we've got to fill it with something. Um, so with that being said, right, we're, you know, we're seeing a couple players already drop out. I know Anthony Davis, he's out. Kevin Durant, he's already come out. And he said, I'm not playing. I got injury issues or whatever. You know, So clearly not everybody is taking it, quote unquote, super serious. Mm-hmm. But um, but we're, we're going to have an all-star game. So give me your thoughts, Mike. Hey, should we even be having one of these right now? I personally just don't think it's needed. I get why they're doing it. But I don't think it's necessary, especially... With the current climate of the world yeah. right now. I mean, I don't think they need it at all. I mean, the, this is the one... Mm-hmm. Actually, there's only one important all-star game. Yeah. Air quotes. And right. it's baseball. because actually you're playing for something. Yeah. All these other ones, you're just kind of like having really good players running up and down the court and shoot threes all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, so, when the score is like 190 to like 184, you're like, yeah. all right, like this is a bit yeah. crazy. But I mean... To, like I think it's fun. I think it's a lot of fun to watch all mm-hmm. the best players. You know, like you Just have like around, basically. yeah. If you if you have, you get like the little like okay, like they're gonna ISO one on one with mm-hmm. each other, and that's like fun to have for mm-hmm. like a minute or whatever. Right. But um, I don't think they really need to have one, and they probably shouldn't be having one. Yeah. But because of the TV time, they have to have yeah. one. Uh, let's be real. That's that's what it is. Yeah, they and, that, and they're like, get that solid yeah. TNT. And they're money. like, we don't, we don't know what else to fill with this, so uh-huh. we're just going to play an NBA game. We're going to have a dunk contest at halftime. Right. Hopefully, if Zion Williamson's not in the dunk contest, I think we're all just going to be a little depressed on the inside. Yeah, he's going to pull LeBron and never do it. Yeah, probably. Which is going to be the weird, because like, LeBron was never like... A dunker. No, but everyone like, wanted. But everyone him. wanted him to. Well, because he had the comparison to Jordan. Yeah, and Jordan did the dunk contest. Yeah. So it's like, but like do the dunk contest. Do but, it. Yeah, and but he's like, like Zion, <laughs> Zion comes and he's like, he is like the dunker. Yeah. So if he never does one, I feel like that's like yeah, right, insane. Like, that's stupid. But yeah. they're gonna do the three points contest and the skills right before it. Those are the ones I like to watch. I like those a lot more. The actually. Skills and three point. Yeah, because that that shit's like that. You're just like, oh, you're like, this is exciting. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, yeah. The dunk ones, like this is all subjective and. Everybody reacts, even though the dunk was like that was, I guess, cool. Like I, I, I maybe I'm just not very good at like pop culture now, where yeah. like they do a dunk and I go, that was okay. Like yeah. not because I could do it, but I just I don't get super like people are like oh, and I'm like, what did he do? Like <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like I like some of the dunks. Yeah. I think some of them. I would like I said before. I was talking to you before yeah. this. I was like, if you take ten years of dunk contest, yeah. there's probably like. 
three really impressive dunk contests, and right. the rest of them were like, like hey. so this one guy probably dominated the dunk contest, and everyone else started missing. Yeah, like when Dwight Howard's like, I'm just going to put a Superman cape on and jump on the free throw line, I was like, yeah, but dude, you're like seven foot, like, and you're a freak. Like, we get it. You're cool. Like, yeah. Just because you put a Superman cape on, I didn't think that that was that impressive. But maybe I'm the, in the minor. I'm in the minor. Well, he won the dunk contest, which was weird. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, all right. Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. But I, I digress. But yeah, long story short, to keep this nice and sweet, <laughs> they shouldn't be having one. Yeah. But they are going to have one. And will I watch? I'll probably well, watch. It depends I'll on what I'll try on TV. To, yeah. I'll because, definitely watch the skills and stuff for because sure. Because Revolution's going to be on at the time. Yeah, so do exactly. I, so do, which one do I watch? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it depends. We're going to go over that match history. We'll tell you later on yeah. later on in the show. But, um, but Mike, you, we were talking off-air too, and you read something, and you kind of built upon that a little bit, um, about maybe making the – not only making the All-Star Weekend a little bit more important and have some finals implications, but also just kind of putting a new spin on it. Because like you said – the game isn't taken very seriously. There's no. It doesn't really matter if you win, lose. I don't even know if there's even bonuses tied to it or anything like that. So, um, outside of winning the Kobe Bryant Award, which is what it's called now for the MVP of the game, I mean, there really is no point for any player to actively play. Like, if I was LeBron, I would never play in an All Star game because I'm, after like the age of like 25. Because I'm like, if I blow a knee out on the All Star game, then it's just dumb. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but you had an idea though that you saw and you kind of built on that I think would be a lot more entertaining and I would be definitely way more invested. Yes. So uh, I'm taking this from Nick Wright on First Things First. He proposed the idea. Oh, Nick Wright's the one who proposed it? Oh, yes. never mind. Well, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm adding upon it because I think it could be a lot more fun if you add upon it. Yeah. So his idea was to have a king of the court. So if you don't know what king of the court is, you basically it's just basically a one-on-one yeah. and you go up to like five or seven points or something. Mm-hmm. And you have a nice little bracket tournament, like a March Madness style tournament. Yep. And what you would do is you have the East versus the West. You go by the seeding when entering the All-Star game. So you can try to make the games before it mm. make it a little more important. Not right. like super important. No. But like if you're the one seed, you get a bye because there's 15 teams. So like that'd be a weird. <laughs> but like you get like a bye into the second round. Right. But then like if you're the best team, you're going to be playing the worst right. best player or right. whatever team. Exactly. So you pull... The best player, or each team gets a representative. It doesn't right. have to be the like best player. Like hockey. Everybody, every team in the NHL has one player go to the All-Star game, regardless. Yeah, so they're going to pull one representative, whether you want to be your best player, worst player, mm-hmm. whatever. You get one representative, and you do a one-on-one game to like five points, say, mm-hmm. or whatever. And you go through all the way through, and the winner will get home court advantage in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Which I think will add so much intrigue, yep. so many great like one-on-one matchups. That's like, oh, who like? Because then you get the debate. It's like, all right, who do you think's better, Kevin Durant, or LeBron? You go, well, I think LeBron. You think Kevin Durant? Okay, well they're gonna play one-on-one. Right, exactly. So well, like, hopefully we see it, and then oh look at that, it's five nothing LeBron. Oh whoops. Yeah. That's oh, oh, that's <laughs> but or it's the other way around or whatever. Right. But I think you get some nice one-on-ones that you normally would not get, and yeah. it'll be very competitive. And you're playing for something because you want that home court because if you hit game seven in the NBA Finals, you want to play at home yeah. rather than on the road. I will say, that with the only flaw with this idea, though, is that if they did it like they do the dunk contest where it's random guys from a team doing participating, like, it, for instance, like, it, with the Pistons, it would be Jeremy Grant, right? Yes. Like, he would be the guy who was But instead of they're like, well, Jeremy Grant, like, maybe he doesn't want to do it, so all of a sudden we've got, like, you know... 
name a guy you know, out there and you're like, well, oh, okay, well, that, that, I mean, that's, I mean? That's, like, that's the only, that's the only like caveat to that. Yeah. Cause I could definitely see that happen. Well, that would happen, but also yeah. like you can look at like the bottom two teams probably would do that. Cause yeah. it's like, we're not playing for the playoff. Like the yeah. Pistons aren't making the playoffs. So they're like, we don't care about this. Right. Just, hey, they have a chance. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> um, the Knicks have a double the amount of wins that they do right now. We made fun of the Knicks before the season. So that's true. Um, but like the top two guys, like the Lakers, yes, yeah, all right. these teams would put their best yeah. possible player in right. because they're like, we want to win this home court advantage. Right. So I do think to that point, like the Pistons might pick like Shadiq Bay to play in it, and whoever plays. But that's also the advantage of the before regular season, right, for sure. where if you're the two seed, that means you just get that advantage of right. okay. The Nets are going to be playing the Pistons. The Pistons right. might not pick Grant. Right. So now KD's playing against Wayne Ellington. Right. And now it's like, okay, that's an easy dub. But if they were the eighth seed, right. now you're going up against Philly in right. the first round. That's tougher. So right. I actually yeah. have to be or Ben Simmons or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it'd be a great idea, personally. I know why Nick Wright wants it is because he just wants LeBron to beat everybody. That is so exactly why like, he wants oh, it. Oh, LeBron, he did it. I told you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which is... I get it. But like at the same time, I think it would be fun, yeah. right? Like, well, I would love to see like LeBron versus Luka. I would like to see LeBron versus Kawhi just to be like the level of because I I I just want to see like that shift because you can even see it in some players' faces like LeBron. There's a time where like all of a sudden like you see the change in facial expression (laughs) where you're like, oh, this is gonna be bad for like the next like six. It's like he gets like his game breaker or whatever like that. Like he's on he's fired now and it's like okay, well, we're going to have to withstand this for yes. a hot minute. So I think it'd be kind of cool to see for sure. I think it would add some intrigue. I think it would give somebody – I think it would give people a reason to, to play in the All-Star game again, you know, and I think it would be – I think it'd be a lot of fun. And, and Because then you can be like, oh, I'm the best player in the world, you know, yeah. for the whole season. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I beat, I beat everybody's best player, mm-hmm. you know, one-on-one, and now I – you know, yeah, I think exactly. that'd be kind of neat for sure. Now, here's the real question. Now, since we're, this, we're not getting this amazing yeah. – thing that I have proposed I think would be phenomenal <laughs> and everyone should do. Uh, since we're just getting a game, <clears throat> yeah. do you think that, did you agree with all the starters and reserves that each team got? No, I, I, well, I thought Jeremy Grant should have been on there for sure. That was my number one, just from a, being from a Pistons yeah. fan perspective. I think the problem with the NBA is, and, and with the voting and everything, it's, it's, it's like the Pro Bowl to me, right? So it's like, if you don't play in a high market team that's covered a lot, the odds of you making it are slimmer, right? It's just a fact. You know what I mean? So, like, it, like if, Ze- if Zeke Elliott got the Pro Bowl this year, i go, how? There's no way he was a top five running back in this league last year. Dallas was garbage all year. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you look at players like the Lions have, like, you know, Frank Ragnow is a legitimate, probably top two center in the league right now. But I would say 80 to 90% of NFL fans and other in the round of the league probably don't pay attention to the fact that we have one of the best centers in football. Now, he made the Pro Bowl because other people got hurt mm-hmm. and shit, but like the point is is that we have quality players in places like Detroit, like Cleveland, before after LeBron leaves where you go, they should be getting mentioned because they're playing mm-hmm. really good basketball on their own. They just play for garbage teams. Yeah, I think it, I think the NBA is hard too because they only have a limited roster. Like, exactly. Like exactly. The, the NFL, you have <clears throat> 22... Uh, right, all like starting players right. and then the reserves, especially and mm-hmm. stuff too. Where yeah. like you have you know eight quarterbacks that make the Pro Bowl mm-hmm. and you have thirty two. So it's like okay, we pick the best eight. Okay, right. now we have like twenty seven wide receivers. So yeah. you're bound to get one exactly. for each team eventually. Yeah. in all these spots. Where like the NBA, it's like so we have like 
10 or 11 people on each side with 30 right. teams. And even and if, some people yeah. have, like, two, like LeBron and AD, obviously. Right, and, and then you're like, okay, well, even if one drops out, it's like, okay, well, then where do we go? He, like, yeah. even in the NFL, too, because the Pro Bowl is played before the Super Bowl, like, a lot of those teams, you know, okay, well, if Tom Brady made the Pro Bowl, and he goes, I'm not playing in that. I'm playing in a bigger game. Or yeah. Peyton or those guys. So it's like, okay, we get other people in yeah. there. I, I just think that... Um, I think the smaller market teams and teams that don't have that quote unquote massive star, even though they're playing really well, really really well, and are are deserving of maybe a nod as at least a reserve, right? Like I'm not gonna go out there and be like Jeremy Grant should be starting small forward for the East, right? Like that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that you know he's averaging like 25 points a game on a bad on a bad Pistons team, and he's keeping them relatively competitive, and he's turned into an actual legitimate scorer in this league. Mm-hmm. I think that should be recognized in some way, shape, or form, but because he plays in Detroit, like, if he was doing this for Denver, they'd be like, oh, man, Denver's got a new, you know, they got Jokic, they got Murray, they got, you know, and now they got Jeremy Grant, too. Like, this is a whole new th- young three that the, yeah. they could build off of, but they're not because... Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's difficult. There's a lot of guys I think you can make the argument for. Um, it sucks too because it's very crowded at the top yes. uh, of the NBA. You know what I mean? You got, I mean, shoot, you got five starters literally in two teams between the Lakers and the Nets alone, right? Yes. And then you got, okay, now you got the Celtics. Okay, well, there's Jason Tatum. Is Kemba Walker going to make it? He shouldn't, but he might just because his name's Kemba Walker. And then. The 76ers, same thing. Like Embiid, absolutely should be a should be a starter. Should Ben Simmons? Uh, maybe you can make the argument. So there, it's just so crowded with star power names at the top. Where like I think the NBA suffers the most because they have limited rosters. So everybody knows everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think it's difficult. But I was a little disappointed that Grant didn't get it. But I think if the Pistons were at 500, even I think he would have gotten. I, it. I, I think that's the point. Is I yeah. think like you if you compare him and like even like. I think Sabonis got his spot, like yeah. the, the last right. reserve spot. Yeah. I think you know, well, so, like Sabonis is the best player on a team that's competing a, a game over five hundred yeah, or whatever. Right. They're competing for a playoff. Yeah, spot. Grant's yeah. playing on an eight-win Piston team, right. and it's no fault of his own. No, like, he can't help things yeah. on his team. But right. the point is, like, he it's just where it is. Like, you're the worst team in basketball, so like, right. people are like. I'd rather take this guy who's on a winning team than this guy who's on a losing team. Right, for sure. Like, and and then that's the the part that's like it's difficult, you know, yeah. at some point. But I think it's fine. I, at the end of the day, you're still getting the best players. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like you can nitpick the last couple, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're gonna play like six minutes because all the stars exactly. are gonna play they're gonna go and sit fun. out and you go. All right, I'm just happy yeah. to be here. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's fine, but I think the king of the court thing though would be really really fun. I think it's I think, so much fun. I think it just if anything else is bragging rights. I think it's yeah. just a lot of track, especially if they mic'd up the players. Yeah. Be awesome. LeBron exactly. just you know calling people out and stuff, and Kawhi like I don't say nothing. <laughs> I would love to see a one on one between Kyrie and LeBron. Oh my! I mean, we yeah. wouldn't get it because they play on, like Durant's better. So like, yeah, if we're going best player, but like yeah. I would love to see that. Would just that, LeBron could be, a, be like I'm the reason why you have a championship. That, I, okay, Shut up. That is the decimation. <laughs> I know. I know. I would love that. Kyrie's guy. like I got handles. LeBron's like I can play defense. Yeah. You know? Le- LeBron's just like I'm just gonna. Beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw you to the ground yeah, exactly. for leaving me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could have won awesome. that game one if you yeah. were there. Yeah. If JR didn't run the clock out, but we're going to stop talking about the NBA because it's just sad. <laughs> or if we could hit a free throw, it's fine. Um, but yeah, let's talk, yeah, let's shift our focus here. Next week, too, we're going to be doing some NFL uh, 
hopefully maybe a free agency preview, maybe a mock draft as well. Uh, we're hoping by you know starting next week we're going to see some cuts happen because of the new league year. So that's why we're kind of pushing yeah. back on that. I don't know what is about bit. this year because like last year, the week after the season, Rob's like, I was do drafts. Dude, I know. We I'm, have to. Well, you know why? I think it's because I'm because it's a new regime too. It's it's hard for me to 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 kind of narrow in. I I like I need to see who's gone mm-hmm. and who they bring in before I can be like okay. Here's where, because right now everybody like we're like spoiler alert everyone's either got us taking um, name a quarterback right potentially right or it's Micah Parsons or name whatever favorite wide receiver you have mm-hmm. those are the three spots that are that are really being pegged to us right mostly Micah Parsons and wide receiver so it's it's one of those situations where okay well if, if they bring Kenny Galladay back and they go sign a guy. All right, then wide receiver may be off the table at this point. So at least in round one. So okay, now it's Micah Parsons all day every day. What's like okay, maybe that's fine, but maybe they something happens. I don't know. I don't anticipate the Lions to be big spenders in free agency. I don't expect them to go and get a big fish. I think they're going to overhaul the bottom forty to sixty percent of their roster basically, um, and cut a lot of dead weight and maybe take on some dead cap in anticipation for twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. But we'll talk more Lions in a little bit and, and drafts. I'm su- I'm extremely excited for the draft, but because of the salary cap situation, I'm very interested to see who's available on the free agent market because I think that's going to shake up a lot of draft needs depending because I think you're going to see a lot of short term contracts for some big name guys like mm-hmm. Deshaun. Like I don't think. J.J. Watt comes out and signs a four-year deal with the team. I think it's going to be a two-year deal that's worth a gajillion dollars to a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl like right now. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting for sure, but I'm very excited for it. Don't get me wrong, but just kind of waiting a little bit because this year is a little weird. Um, but let's shift, it, let's shift our focus now to WWE here. Um, Elimination Chamber was last weekend. It was a show, um, to say the least. You know, On paper, you could say there were some moments that you could have had some some decent matches. And I think it, I, I think the show was meh at best. I don't think... This show always sucks. It's never good. The, 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 the Elimination Chamber should be something that's built up, and it's never really yeah. built up anymore. Um, I think the problem with the Elimination Chamber is that they put it right before Mania, which yeah. like I get why they do, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like... How many times are you going to change the world title's hands right, right before May? Exactly. Not many. Like in a chamber yeah, match. Not like many. You could do an angle like yeah. we, we possibly may talk about later yeah. about how like another guy could win a title. Right. But like how many times are you like in the chamber you're like, oh, by the way, this guy's just going to lose the title. Right. Like, it unless, doesn't happen. Yeah, unless there's a story overarching. Like you can point to a few years ago when Orton won the Rumble, Bray wins the WWE Championship. Yeah. Right? You knew pro- there was a good chance that the title was going to change because Cena's only back for they just wanted to yeah. give Cena a 16th run so you're like there are moments where you go this makes sense why they're going to change the championship here but usually to your point unless there's some shenanigans that go on it's like okay they're probably just going to retain and honestly I'm not a big fan of you at this pay-per-view specifically because of how it's placed having the titles on the line I would much rather have that I would rather have one chamber for the men and a chamber for the women to determine the other world title cha- challenger rather than have the world titles in that match because it makes no sense to me at all to have it because once again you're getting to a situation where you're like okay great but how often I, we're saying that because we, we already know what happened with this chamber where it's like how often is the champion really going to change hands in this particular exactly. stage like, it's not going to happen relatively I, I would say like right. the last 10 years honestly I twice put the intercontinental title in the chamber put the US title in the chamber put do a tag one do something else if you want to have a 45 chamber matches on the show <laughs> just leave the world titles out of it yeah. 
Alright, so we're gonna. A lot of these matches have a lot of detail in them, so we're gonna go yeah. over all the detail in them. But oh, yeah. not, not, not you a lot of You buckle your shorts, people. Alright, so the opening match was the uh, Universal Title Number One Contendership Elimination Chamber match. I just want to say, too, that Mike is sitting here with his hand on his face, rubbing his eyes because he knows this was a rough show. <laughs> um, so we had. Alright, so. We had Daniel Bryan beat Cesaro, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn in 34 minutes. So this Cesaro, is a really long chamber match, it by was. the way. Cesaro eliminated King Corbin first in 17 minutes. And then Kevin Owens eliminated Sami Zayn in 25 minutes from the start, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Jey Uso eliminated Kevin Owens from 26 minutes in. Jey Uso eliminated Cesaro. So the final two was Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso. So... Obviously, Daniel Bryan was going to win. Yeah, I, I did not like this booking at all when it came to the how the eliminations went. I thought that really disheveled Owens just kind of to the side there, which he's been the main guy for a hot minute. And two, did not agree that Jey Uso... I understand they're trying to establish both Usos as like legitimate singles guys when the other one comes back too, and they're going to be a really, really, really hot tag team when they come mm-hmm. back together. But... Um, definitely thought the final two should have been Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. A hundred percent was really disappointed to see Uso pin Cesaro there. I was really, really, I was like, yeah. man, like that's like the worst. Because then, because then it's predictable at the end. I would rather have two guys go at it where you go, you could go both ways and I'll be happy, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Not mad that Bryan won, but just not happy with the way that they got to Bryan yes. winning. Um, so that happened. Um, yeah. So. Did you watch SmackDown? Uh, no, I did not. I was I was two days ago. No, I did not. Do you want to talk? Okay, do you yeah. want me to explain stuff that happened on SmackDown? Yeah, that kind of annoyed me. Yeah, sure. I know that Bianca is challenging Sasha. Yeah, so Bianca is challenging. I know. Sasha. I know. Brian and Reigns are set up for Fastlane. I do know that. Uh, well, not yet. Technically. Well, yeah. Well, but right. it's yeah. set up. He's but challenging if so, he beats Uso, right? That's so, so this is the stuff that really irks me. And we talked about it for, about AEW with the tag situation. Yeah. I talked about how mm-hmm. like none of it really made sense. Yeah. So on Friday, so Daniel Bryan comes out and is like, "Yo, I want to challenge for that title because I didn't really have a fair shot." Because right. obviously he gets which going to give Mike some credit here. When we were previewing Elimination Chamber a couple weeks ago, Mike was like, "Brian's going to win," and then because of Reigns' character, Reigns is going to come out and gore the hell out of Brian and beat him and. Literally, it's like WWE had a mic in here. Goes, you know, that's a great idea, Mike, yeah. because it's literally what they exactly. did. I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt, and it did not go yeah. well. <laughs> but yeah, so Daniel Bryan comes out on SmackDown. We're talking about SmackDown first. Yeah. Thing. So he comes out on SmackDown. It's like I want to challenge for that because of what happened. Right. Right. And I guess we'll just hit. So Roman Reigns comes out and beats Daniel Bryan in like a minute. Right. Literally yeah. immediately after the chamber, Reigns comes yeah. out and beats him up. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, all right, we're gonna have this match. So then they're like, Reigns is like, no, I don't want to give you this match. So you have to fight Jey Uso mm-hmm. first or whatever. So they all go to the back, and now Edge is running around, and he's all angry that Daniel Bryan's getting a match. Right. Edge is like, why is Daniel Bryan getting a match? And right. I'm like, you know, Edge, you're getting a match at Mania, so why right. do you care? Right. Like, that's, yeah. that's the first thing that annoyed yeah, me. I want Roman. Well, you want to face Roman, or do you want to win the world title? Which one is yeah, it? Because those like, are two different things. I know. I'm like, why do you why do you care who you first? You're right. getting a world title match, so why right. does it matter? Yeah. So then, so they're going through this thing, and then it's like, all right, so Daniel's versus Jay. Cool. So Daniel versus Jay in the main event, and they both it's a double countout. So they, they're fighting and they don't hear the referee. They just don't count out. And then Reigns comes out and attacks Daniel Bryan or whatever. So then on Talking Smack, mm, there the we show go. after, yeah. Roman Reigns comes out and goes, you know what? I'm going to give Daniel Bryan a chance so he's going to fight Jey Uso in a steel cage match. Yeah. And I'm like, so Roman's character is he doesn't want to have to do more work. Yeah. So why are you giving Daniel yeah. Bryan a steel cage match right. for a chance to fight you at Fastlane yeah. when you don't have to yeah. and you could just skip all the way to Mania? <laughs> 
I just imagine I don't you're like stupid. I don't like it. Yeah. I do not understand. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Reigns, you don't want to. That's why you came out and beat the shit out of him in a minute. Right. Was because you're like, I don't want to have to go 15 minutes. Yeah. Because he wants night. Brian to call him the head of the table. Because that's the other stipulation, right? Is that if Brian wins, he gets a title shot. If he yeah, doesn't, then like Brian's got to call him the head of the you, table. You just had such a big ego these days. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. I, I, he left the shield and said, you know I've what? I've never been more in love with Roman Reigns right now, though. I will say that. But to your point, though, right? And some of that part is, it's like you're. You're jumping through hoops you don't need to jump through. Yeah. Like, and you're 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 trying to. I feel like they're just trying to shove Edge into the camera as much as possible. Yeah, and and like, I go, we're good. We're already cool with Edge. Like, we don't need. Like, I'm cool. Yeah. Edge isn't even on TV till the day after fa- the Friday after Fastlane to start building yeah. Reigns and Edge again exactly. in three weeks or whatever. Exactly. I'm cool with that, but I'm like, you don't need to be out there going, why is Daniel Bryan getting and a match? I th- and honestly, like, this is a reason why I wanted Cesaro to win the Chamber. Yeah. For the reason what they're doing right now, because we both kind of inclination that like, okay, whoever wins the Chamber is probably going to get another shot to set up a mini feud before Mania, yeah. right? So, but with that being said, this would have been a perfect time for Cesaro to get this opportunity because there is not a chance in hell that Brian beats Roman at Fastlane. Because mm-hmm. we're going to assume he wins the, chamber, the cage match, yeah. right? So, instead of having Brian do this, establish former multi-time world champion, right, who is your biggest baby face right now outside of Edge, yeah. right? And instead of killing him, instead of, because I personally think Roman's going to beat Edge at Mania too, so... Um, yes. But we'll talk about that later. I don't but, that. <laughs> um, but because of that, right, instead of saving Brian for later to be like this ultimate like SummerSlam, this is going to be a massive match, right? You're going to kill him now when instead you could have given Cesaro this main event push and go, hey, listen, he was al- he almost beat him. Mm-hmm. He almost had a chance. And then say he doesn't win the world title, but then now he has got credibility as a legitimate single instead of just being the tag guy. And now we can be in those feuds for the IC title. Or you've now established a new main eventer, knowing the title's not going to change hands, but Cesaro giving the ability to elevate a guy and saying, hey, listen, me and Roman are going to tear the house down so he can prove that he can hang at that level, which we all know he can. That would be immense. And not saying that Brian and Roman isn't going to be good. I think it's going to be great if they give him the time. But... The fact that you... But Brian doesn't need this. Brian is already established. He can win the world title tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, or tonight, depending on when you're hearing this, and I wouldn't bat an eye, but that's way better than what we got going on now, and it's not a problem. Cesaro getting the opportunity here would have been a bigger bigger moment, I think, and I think it would have meant more, and Fastlane would have been a little bit more intriguing because of the fact that you're like, it's a dark horse. I know who's going to win anyway, but... Let's see what they do with Cesaro now yeah. going forward. So I, I just I just miss I think they missed the boat there a little bit on establish and on elevating a new star. Yeah. But let's keep going through the show. Yeah. So we had um so before this next match, so yeah. in the pre-show we had a fatal four because Keith, Keith Lee, Lee was out. Keith Lee dropped out of this card. So we had um a fatal four. A way. fatal four between like Ali, Ricochet, John Morrison, and uh, name a guy. Somebody was yeah, there. Name a guy. Um that guy did not win, so it <laughs> doesn't matter. John Morrison won. Yeah. So John Morrison got inserted into this triple threat match. Yeah. So we had um, the United States. So Bobby Lashley defended against John Morrison and Riddle. Riddle came out by pinning John Morrison. Yep. I am not shocked in the slightest that no. this happened. No. And that match went eight minutes and 38 seconds. Yeah. Um, right. I say good for Riddle because I liked Matt Riddle in NXT. So yep. I was like, oh, he finally won his. Yeah, he his, finally got he it. He finally right. got that title. Yep. And, I, and Bobby's. Praying to God going to go do something else so Riddle can now have a nice little run with the U.S. title and have right. some good matches. Yeah, because Riddle can have good matches with people. Yeah, um, so I like it. No, I thought it was fine. That was good booking. Right. I am the only problem I have is that I I, I wish that they would use John Morrison correctly 
Like, the dude has been a world champion everywhere. I mean, he was in Mexico. He's the first guy to hold all three of their major singles titles at the same time. He was an impact. He was world champion there. Everywhere else, he's been Lucha Underground. Everywhere else, he's been world champion except for WWE. And it's like, they made a big deal about him coming back. I understood the pairing with him and The Miz, but I really wish that they would utilize Morrison more yeah. because... Once again, it's you're missing opportunities to establish guys that people know and are ready to see get elevated to the next level. And you're just not hitting that point, which is extremely frustrating because to, to all the detractors about WWE, it's like, okay, you're relying on 50-year-old Edge to come in and make this main event match for Roman, which I'm not mad that Edge won the Rumble, but... Damn, you could do some stuff on the undercard of that to like get people ready to go so you're not reliant upon Rollins, Reigns, and McIntyre every single month. Mm -hmm. God forbid. So, happy for Riddle. Hope the U.S. title continues to ascend. Yeah. Don't know if it's going to because they've never put an emphasis on the U.S. title, literally ever. So, it's I'm hoping, but I'm yeah. not I, I'm optimistic. hoping that Riddle can do a little bit that, like... Sami Zayn and stuff did for the IC title. Yes. Like can do a little well, just give me it. good matches, man. That's all I want. It's just give me some solid matches the, with the a good is, view. The problem is just about every mid-carter on Raw is like a dork. Oh, so it's like, terrible. So like Ricochet, I'm like, man, Riddle and Ricochet could have the greatest match down. ever. Tear but like Ricochet's a dork, so I'm like, I don't care about I think Ricochet Riddle and Keith Lee can have a great match together. Yeah. They did it on the indies a lot, but it's yeah. like, are you going to make him just do the same six moves over and over again? Because mm -hmm. it seems to be the formula. Alright, so then we go to um, the women's uh, tag team title match. So we had Nia Jax and Shane Baszler beat Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in 9 minutes 36 seconds. Um, it was a filler match. It was 100% a filler match. Um, this was the match where I was like, I thought it was going to go longer because I thought the show was going to be longer. Yeah, and this then, show ended, by the way, at like 9.30. Yeah. So everyone's clear. Yeah. Like, so it was like two and a half hours. So I thought this yeah. match was going to go like 10 more minutes to try to prolong to 10 yeah. o'clock. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess we're just going to Yeah, we, we didn't get the women's world title match because Lacey Evans is legitimately pregnant. Good for her. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have that. So it's like, they just went, ah, screw it. We'll just go off yeah. the air early. Um, this was fun. Like I yeah. said, it, it's a match. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I do really enjoy Shayna um, and Nia as tag team I've never... Who won... Who uh, Dakota Kai and I pray on heavens and earths yeah. that they have a mania match and Dakota Kai wins this. Mm. No, no, they're good. It's this Wednesday. For oh, the it's Wednesday? Yeah, it's this Wednesday. Is it that mania? No, no, no. That's it's so this sad. Wednesday. Okay, no. Yeah. I just hope Dakota Kai and them win because yeah. uh, I want Shayna to I go into singles yeah. and do something Pretty and sure. Nia Jax yeah. can do whatever Nia Jax wants to do. I have, I have, I'm hoping as well, but I have zero confidence that they're going to get the tag title, which is stupid because it's like, why have them win the Dusty Cup then if you don't really get any, oh, we won yeah. the Dusty Cup. Who cares about winning the damn cup? I want to win the titles. So, yes. Yeah, um, more but I guess the bigger there. story is that also on Friday, as we said earlier, yeah. Bianca and Sasha got confirmed for the SmackDown Women's title, and I am very excited because be that match. is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Um, I definitely expect Bianca to get the win there. Yeah. You know, Sasha's had a good enough run now where like this is her first legit run with a championship. I would, I would, I am, I'm going to be the first one I'm here to say on this show, especially yeah. that if depending on what they end up doing with the WWE title. I actually care about this probably the second most on the show. Yeah, depending on what the rest of this card is going to look like. Yeah, yeah. they put a lot of they put a lot of emphasis and, and a lot of time. And I think you know what really enhanced it was the Stone Cold show that yes. Sasha was on. Yeah, absolutely. And like Sasha was like, bro, like 
all I've ever wanted to do was this. Right. And right. I'm like, that whole thing, I was like, man, it just made me like Sasha more. Yeah. And now it makes this match that much more important because of how much, she, how bad she wants to do it. I'm like, Absolutely. God dang. I'm like, Absolutely. No, I think it's going to be great. great. It, they give them the time, right? They, they yeah. need to, they're going to need, you know, 15 to 18 minutes. Let, yeah. them, let them really get going and tell a really good story. I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I would love, I would love for them to main event the first night. I don't think they will. No, they won't. No. But if they it'll be semi main. But if they co main the second night, which is probably gonna be the more important night anyway, yeah. I'll be totally fine with that. Yeah, I think definitely think they could semi main for sure. I think the you know I don't they don't have the that attraction match this year. I, I agree. Um, that's so, why which I'm is good. Which is good. Yeah, I think it's gonna great. yeah. Um, this is gonna be fantastic though for sure. Yeah. And I think Smack. Here's the thing. I think this just goes to show you how, how much better Smackdown, Smackdown is. is. Oh my gosh, is it way better? Like. It's it's it hasn't been this bad in so long. Where SmackDown and Raw, like with with the separate rosters, there was such a discrepancy. It's been it hasn't been like this in a hot minute. But like I remember, oh my so gosh. I remember talking about like early tw- like right when the yeah. split happened in sixteen. Yeah, how SmackDown was just such on a roll and yeah. Raw was like yeah Flying in a roll. Right. Yeah. But then like SmackDown kind of fell back to earth early yeah. twenty seventeen because Bray yeah. Wyatt had that feud with Orton and stuff. Yeah. And but it like all momentum and killed everything on that momentum. But yeah. like I think now it's just so far. Like it's right. even farther than it was back oh, in sixteen yeah. seventeen. Mm-hmm. Like SmackDown is like I can actually sit through SmackDown. Maybe it's because it's two hours. That also, so, that also and, definitely and helps does a lot. help. Yes. But it's like two hours, and it's like nice two hours where you have some good matches and stuff. Yeah. Raw is like three hours. Well, because and, you're following through through storylines, yeah. too. Like, this Apollo Crews thing, I have never cared about Apollo yeah. Crews. And now he is a bona fide heel doing this whole, like, Nigerian prince thing. Yeah. And I'm all about it. I'm yeah. like, this is fantastic. Him and, him and Big E might have a and great Big E's got a little sass to him now. I love the fact they have some depth at the yeah. mid-card. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, Alright, so main event, or co-main event. Yep. <laughs> so we have oh boy. the WWE title elimination chamber. Oh, by the way, so the first chamber got four and a quarter stars. This Ooh, one got really? four stars. So, I think the chamber matches were good in itself yeah. as chamber matches, but, yeah. like, just, like, nothing really happened. Yeah. Um, so, we had Drew McIntyre defeating AJ Styles with almost Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, and Sheamus uh, was in it. So, yep. Kofi Kingston eliminated Randy Orton in, like, eight minutes. That was, like, the shocking thing. I was, like, yeah. he it's just it was be, it's, it's almost like it's because they're, like, all right, Orton and Bray at Mania. It's, yeah. like, been basically penciled in I know, for, like, I was, I was like, I, I was expecting a, like, uh, like a lights out, like a, yeah, like a weird thing on the screen or something. Yeah, for to Orton. cost him. Yeah. And like, I think they're trying to give happened. Kofi just a little bit of like, hey, by the way, you're still a former champion. You're yeah. not just a fill in. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then Sheamus eliminated Kofi Kingston, and then there was a like one part in the match that confused. So AJ Styles kind of just jumped out the back of this pod yeah. without coming in, and just like walked right. around and yeah. went in, and yeah. I went. Well, because he wanted supposed yeah. to wait. Yeah, like, because he wanted to pin a Jeff and Shane. Yeah, after like, they fell yeah. off the thing. But I was like, "Are you supposed to wait? Yeah, like, is that the whole point? Is just waiting? Yeah, it's like turn? oh, just yeah. You no. can just jump out and just nope. run around. Well, because um, almost is the strongest man on earth. And like, why would you want to do that? Wouldn't you want to wait? Yeah, longer. I, yeah, I guess the logic being, if I can eliminate two guys real fast, it makes my yeah, job easier. But all right, so then, uh, so I got Sheamus eliminated Kofi Kingston. So then Drew McIntyre eliminated Jeff Hardy. AJ Styles eliminated Sheamus, which was awesome. That triple that threat set, part, that setup was that, amazing. That three person set and then was they great. Fucked it up at the very end because they didn't give AJ and Drew more time. Yeah, and then Drew McIntyre eliminated AJ Styles. So Drew McIntyre was like, ah, oh, it's hard to get up. And then Bobby left. <laughs> And then Bobby Lashley was like, I'm angry that I lost a U.S. title without getting pinned. So then he came out and, like, absolutely killed Drew McIntyre. And then 
we had our main event match. So the Miz runs out and he's like getting up with yep. the referee with his little briefcase that he already cashed the once, but then just got it right back because who cares? Yep. And he cashes in money in the bank and then hits a DDT on Drew yep. McIntyre. Doesn't get it. Who kicks out and went, Why did you hit a DDT? Yeah. Your finisher's the skull. Yeah, thing. crushing finale, yeah. And then when you went for a DDT, that's like the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. But then he hit his skull crushing thing, pins Drew in 28 seconds, and Miz is your world champion. Somehow. Somehow, some way it happened. I thought, here's the thing, is before this, because I thought he would yeah. cash in and not get it. Yeah. But then after I saw what Bobby Lashley did, I was like, oh, he's yeah, he's definitely dead now. Yeah. Um, I thought that The Miz was going to like run out of time, because they always say you have like a year to cash oh, in. And like he just amazing. never could cash in. And then like he just was like, give me the briefcase back. Yeah, <laughs> and right. just like put it right back yeah. up, because he didn't cash in in time or something, because no be one's hilarious. ever like expired the right. contract. Right. But no, he just... Won the title. Won the title. So, so, okay. So I got a couple questions on this, right? And I've been holding this in because, I I mean, because I'm not mad about this. Okay. I'm not. I I like the, the Miz has grown on me over the last few years. His first run, I hated the entirety of it. I I hated every last minute of it. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was booked poorly. I thought he was the, he he didn't look like a credible champion because he never beat anybody clean. It was very annoying. This round, he's got a little bit more credibility established behind him. He's still playing the chicken shit heel. I get it. Um, Twofold, though. Number one, right, um, was The Miz the right guy for this spot? Because I feel like, once again, going back to missed opportunities, I get with the Otis thing. They want to shock people. Mm-hmm. I get it. But after that, though, giving it to somebody else other than The Miz to be a little bit more credible, not from a champ, but to elevate somebody. You mm-hmm. mean to tell me right now you couldn't have given this to somebody else on the roster have him win it for two weeks and then drop it and, and win it in a fluky way just to, once again to elevate a new talent. The Miz is already there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not that he's like a main event guy every single week, but you could have done it with other people. Alistair Black could have got this done. You know, I, Riddle could have got this done. Shinsuke could have got Cesaro. Like, you name a guy, they could have done the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I just feel like with the Miz doing it, it's very much like he's still I, like he's WWE champion, but he's not WWE champion in my opinion. Like it's just kind of like it's a means to an end. I am a hundred percent on Bobby Lashley destroying the Miz in about three minutes on Raw, and I'm not joking about okay. that. If they want to do this right and set up Drew and Bobby for the title. Bobby destroying the Miz and then Drew coming out at the end of the night and they go face to face and they look at the mania sign and that's how you go off the air. You, there's no better setup yeah. for that moment right there. And I think that's what they're gonna do. I just don't want them to wait till fast lane. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. I think they should do it now. Because I think I think you're set up where you can have Bobby win. Yeah. Then Miz is like, oh, I get my rematch clause. Ha ha ha. Oh no, there's no rematch clauses anymore. Remember that was the thing. They're like, I don't get, you don't get rematches anymore. You don't get rematches. No, you anymore? don't. I mean, they're gonna give them one, but yeah. they don't get that. That was the thing. Like, no one gets rematches anymore for titles. I go, okay, but we continuously are giving them anyway. But yeah. I digress. Okay, they're gonna give a rematch clause <laughs> to him anyway, regardless. Yeah. And you're gonna have a match at Fastlane. He's gonna lose again. And yeah. Then, but they're already gonna have to set up the Mania match because right. Drew's gonna be like, I want either one of you two right. or whatever. Exactly. So I, I, I want that more than anything yeah i'm scared that it won't happen i I, from everything that i've read 
Miz is not in the plans to be in the WWE title yeah. match, like at all. It was I was you know what scared me because he has like a weird thing with like Bad Bunny that yeah. he's doing, yeah, and I was like, doing. I was like, if they pull Miz and Bad Bunny for the title or something, oh god, I would I would actually just not watch. No, I know, no, I, I think like, I would I would actively be like, I yeah, no, well, that's that's rough. But like I, like I said, I just feel like if you're gonna do a short little like hodgepodge reign here I just felt like it would have been a better way to just give somebody else that you nod gave- Sami Zayn would have been a perfect candidate in my yeah. opinion for that right chicken shit he's been doing this whole thing he gets the win he's super happy I did it right and then he immediately gets his head kicked off in two weeks mm-hmm. that's freaking great right because it fuels the character you know I just you know, I just think it's kind of once again it's a bit of a missed opportunity nothing against the Miz because he's a great character for what they're doing I just think that you could have also done it with other people I I, I can't disagree. Like, yeah. I 100% agree. So it's, it's a bit difficult. Okay, second question for you, though. Um, if, if they go the way we think they're going to go, and it's Bobby versus Drew, let's assume Bobby even gets the win on Monday night, okay? Uh, give me on a scale of 1 to 5 how excited you are for that match. Uh, With knowing what they've done, I mean, Bobby has never looked better. Literally, in his entire WWE, even when he was ECW champion killing everybody, I think this is the best Bobby Lashley has looked in WWE. Yeah. Drew is Drew at this point. He's a made man. He can win the title tomorrow and no one's going to bat an eye. Yeah. How, I mean, I think this is the night one main event, yes. in my opinion. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, how excited? Are you not excited? Are you just kind of meh? Like, one being like, I really hope that something else drops from the earth. And Hulk Hogan comes back. Something, you know, <laughs> yeah. something. Five being like, I am more excited for this than I was Okada Omega Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so we're, I'm gonna be a massive that, that's a, that's a with massive only five spectrum. numbers. Yeah, okay. So you're like, can I get one and a half? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out like yeah. a two and a half. I'll pull. Yeah. No, I can't do that with no. that, with that, with that size. <laughs> I, of I, I always said it just to be five being like. I'm excited for it. I yeah, think it's going to yeah, be a good. Yeah, yeah. One being like, I don't, I could, I'm going to turn it off after that. I'll probably, my main. <laughs> I'll probably go, I'll probably go two and a half. Yeah. Cause I'm just, uh, what annoys me is we, we literally were like, Oh, here are the perfect two mania matches. Yeah. That would be great. Right. And they went edge oh, okay. reigns and we go, well, that just ruined everything. Yeah. So once again, we understand the reasoning behind it. In a vacuum, it makes the most sense from a one match. Like, if you're trying to build this WrestleMania for one match and it's a dream match, I get it. Mm-hmm. However, I think you could have done this. I think you could have done that match at, like, a SummerSlam and save Mania. Like once again, but we're, we're going for best overall show. They're going for moments. They're not going for best overall show, which is unfortunate, but that's how they do things. So, I get it, but don't well, agree with it. Yes. Yeah. I guess. Um, I, I don't even think it's gonna be the best match though. I think Daniel Bryan and Roman. No, no, Reigns I'm talking about best match from a from a star power like yeah. this match. It's like oh my gosh, we get Roman versus Edge. Yeah, I like oh my gosh, like yeah, I guess in a vacuum. But um, yeah, so I'm not very excited. And yeah, I hope, I, honestly, that's like yeah. from what we're getting with this. I'd rather have Sasha Bianca main event mm-hmm. night one because I'm way more invested yeah. in that than I would be this match. But this is gonna main event, and then you're gonna have to co-main. Yeah. Like like it's one of those like. I think Sasha and Bianca go night one and co-main, and then night two is going to be more hodgepodge, and then we build up to Roman. Yeah, edge. no, it, it like reminds me of one of those. It, it reminds me of this is going to sound weird because yeah. it's like not really what it is, yeah. but like when you have all the WrestleManias where you have like Hogan Rock, and then you have something after it. Yeah, where like, you go, like, no one's going to remember. I know. What's after I'm like, I'm like Sasha Bianca is going to be that like yeah. really really solid match, and then all and then, now we get the the snooze fest of yeah. Drew and, and Bobby. Exactly, yeah. like that's that's how I'm picturing yeah. it, where it's like oh, so we have the that problem, as the main event. I, I'm 
not actually necessarily crapping on the idea. Like I said, they've done a great job of building Bobby Lashley into like an unstoppable force. I'm with it. I'm cool. And I think it has potential to be really good. Unfortunately, they both work a similar hard-hitting style. And I just think it's going to be kind of clunky. I don't think that they're necessarily are like... Bobby Lashley's not smooth in the ring, right? Like, McIntyre does better with a guy like Dolph or Seth or these guys that can really bump around for him and really make him look good. Um, Bobby's not going to do that. So you're going to have two guys, an unstoppable force and an immovable object, going at each other, and they're both going to go, bleh, and they're just going to yeah. follow. And it's going to be like, all right, you know, it's like, who? I, I think the false finish sequence for the end of that match is going to be cool because I think you're going to hit a lot of big power moves, and everyone's going to be like, oh, wait. Yeah. And I do think it's a legitimate pick em, which I do like because. You can make the argument that Bobby should actually have a run with the title, and you can make the argument that, okay, now Drew's going to get it back and we're going to roll. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting for me as well. If they're doing one thing that is at least somewhat right, I do like the fact that both Roman and Edge and assuming it's Bobby and Drew are both matches where you can see either outcome and you can see positives coming from either mm-hmm. outcome, So which is which is not bad. Um, all right, let's get to AEW here. Um, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, one year since we were in Chicago, we were there, we had a great time, had phenomenal seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on TV, so if you buy the AEW Revolution pay per view from last year, you can buy it on AEW's website, whatever that is. They don't, they're not a sponsor, so I'm not going to give it to you. But um, if you go there, buy Revolution from 2020, um, you'll see my beautiful mug and Mike's beautiful mug on camera, on the hard camera. The entire show. So just as an FYI, you'll see our beautiful faces. We are kind of in like the top, looking at your TV screen, we're in like the top right-hand corner-ish of mm-hmm. the screen. So see our beautiful faces right there as you should. You know, tweet us a picture if you do buy it and you see us. Mm-hmm. We'd greatly appreciate it. But all right. This match is, or this card is the land of the gimmick because every single match has something. There's not just singles match or singles match for the title or tag match for the title. No, 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 my friends. We've got... Well, well there is. Oh, yeah. But, right. like, you have more often than not. Right. Has. You've got a lot of... We've got um, big money match, which is a match for fake money that they're not actually going to get paid. We've got exploding matches. We've got street fight matches. We've got old people versus young people. We've got stuff on stuff, and it's yep. gonna be it's gonna be a show. I I think that there's potential for this show to be either amazing or it's gonna be way too much. And then by the end of the night, when we get to that barbed wire exploding match or whatever the hell it's called, um, I think we're either gonna be ready for it or we're gonna be exhausted. And yeah. I don't think there's gonna be either, it's either gonna be this show is gonna suck up until that match yeah. or the or the card is gonna be somewhat good. And then by the end of it, you go, yeah, they really relied way too much on the gimmick because yeah. I only think you're gonna get one explosion. Yeah. Oh, are you gonna, sure? I, I think you do. I, I'm, I'm hoping you do, but I think they're going to do the thing that they always do when they're like going to tease it for the whole freaking match, like an Inferno match, and then at the last second, oh, someone got their hand on fire. Yeah. So, all right, let's go through the match, though. Let's review. Okay. Um, so we have eight matches currently, and I can't think of any other matches that might be added, so these probably will be yeah, eight. Yeah, I, I think this is pretty set in stone at this point. All right, so we have a Casino Tag Team Royale for a future World Tag Team title match. Right. So it's basically the casino matches, but they're just going to enter tag teams instead. Sure. So there are a lot of teams. Yeah. So, so name some of them. Uh, so we have um, the Dark Order, yep. Dark Order, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, yep. the Dark Order, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Inner Circle, Santina Ortiz, Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, and then TBA. So there's going to be more teams probably yeah. added to this. Probably like 
the gun squad or whatever yeah, again, and like, like yeah. the, the dark project or whatever or whatever. You're gonna have a lot of these teams. I believe one of these named teams will probably win. Yeah, I, I, um, agree. I think it's time for the Dark Order personally to kind of get in that realm. In I think opinion. it's either gonna be the Dark Order or Private Party because yeah. Private Party's been pushed with like Matt Hardy and stuff. So yeah. and they got the Impact title match. So I think it's fair. That yeah, I can definitely see that happening match. for sure. So but, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna stick with Private Party because you're probably gonna pick the Dark. Yeah, Order. I'll, I'll take the Dark Order. I'll think I'll take Uno and Grayson. Um, I really like them as a tag team. Just period, they've been doing it for so long. They do it so well, and I think with you know with Brody's untimely passing too, I think they're going to try to give a little bit momentum mm-hmm. to the Dark Order. They're kind of baby faces at this point, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I'm kind of liking it actually. I think yes. it kind of suits a little bit better. Um, but I hope that this they give him a tag title run to kind of add some legitimacy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hope Adam Page legitimately joins. And I think they need yeah. a new leader, and I think that would give Page a little bit of oomph behind mm-hmm. him. Um, I'm still waiting for them to really pull the trigger on their new young guys. Like that's, yeah. I'm hoping in the next six months we're really going to see MJF and and you know and and Paige and some of these other guys. Maybe as we get closer to more people coming back to television again, mm-hmm. are really going to be the focal point of the show moving forward over yeah. Sting and Taz and some of this other stuff. Yeah. All right, so next we have uh, Miro and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. It's be the worst match on the card, by the way. They're seeing best friends, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. It's going to be the worst match on the card. And See, it's not even gonna the be funny close. thing is, so this will be the worst match on the show, yeah. but like it will also be a very entertaining match because Orange yeah. Cassidy is just entertaining as shit. Yeah, Orange Cassidy is. They basically butchered everything that they had momentum-wise with Rusev or Miro, whatever the hell yeah. you want to call him. Kip Sabian does nothing for me at all. Like, Penelope's okay to look at, I guess, but she's talented in the ring, actually, weirdly yeah. enough, but I, I don't... Get, I, 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 I get the feud, but I don't get the feud. I appreciate the fact that at least everyone has a storyline going into this show, yeah. but this match is going to suck. I'm just yeah. going to say straight no, up. I, like, uh, this yeah. is the match for me where I go... You want to get a sandwich, Mike? Yeah, let's go get some food real yeah. fast and then come back. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like, I don't think this would be a good match, but I at least can appreciate that the non-title matches... Yeah, there's some, there's some oomph behind like, it. I'm like, I'm like, I can understand why they're fighting. Like, mm-hmm. WWE, they're like, all right, we're going to I think this match would have been better if it was Miro versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it would By itself, yeah. by itself. But, but yeah, I'm like, like in WWE, they'd be like, oh, Ricochet Ali on a pay-per-view. I'm like, you go, why, why, you guys? Just at least, at least yeah. all these matches. There's a story. I'm like, there's I'm a like story. okay, I can understand why. Now yep. it's going to be good. Right, absolutely. We'll see. Alright, so now we have um, a Face of the Revolution ladder match for their future TNT match. So basically, all these matches are going to set up double or nothing. Do, so you, it's gonna be do a you like the figure? I'm glad you just brought that up because are you a fan of the fact that they've kind of really rely upon these matches to get to set up their next title feuds? Like, like on some notion, I like it because I like the tournament aspect of mm-hmm. things, right? Where it's like we're working towards getting new number one contenders. But at the same time, at some point, you do just kind of have to have stories that lead into yeah. title matches. I don't mind for the world title, like if like Pentagon wins like eight in a row and right. now he's like the new challenger. Right, like I so get hot. that. Right, but like for like the TNT and the tag matches, I'm like I'm cool just like at least because I think it's like every other one. Yeah. So like. Like, you just had, like, FTR Young Bucks, which had a Which story, was a feud, right, exactly. Which was a feud, and then you have a number one contenders, and while this number one contenders is happening, yeah, you have, like, an underlying, right. like, inner circle feud mm-hmm. that'll come, like, it's like they do, like, little, like, circles underneath. Yeah, for sure. With, like, a straight line storytelling thing. Yeah, so, sure. like, you have, like, a straight line, like, okay, it's gonna be Bucks versus Private Party, but underneath here, you got the inner circle right. who's gonna decide the next challenger, so you have, like, challengers built up afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't mind it, per se. If they did it, like, every single pay-per-view, yeah. I'd be like, alright, like, we can find another way to do it, yeah. but because they only do it, like, once a year yeah. kind of thing. I, I, I can appreciate them. the fact that it kind of rolls into it. I just want to see them continuously build up off the story. Like, yeah. I think they do a fine job building some storylines. Yeah, but... I think they're, I think they're fun just, like, like, like we'll talk, so, like, yeah. these people in this match, they have, like, Cody Rhodes, 
Scorpio Sky, Pentagon, uh, Lance Archer, Preston Ten Vance, Max Caster, a lot of new guys I don't know, really, because I don't watch AEW every week. Yeah. But, like, if someone like Scorpio Sky won this match, yeah. I'd be like, God really damn wish, it, like, Really wish it was Phoenix instead of Pentagon, though. I yeah, but Phoenix, Phoenix, Archer... is, Phoenix can jump in, like, any time because Phoenix can do stuff. Oh, God, but, Phoenix is so good. Yeah. But like like if Scorpio Sky won this, I think I think it'd be hard for me to say Scorpio Sky gets a title match without right for sure. winning without something like this thing, without right. like an open challenge kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. like yeah. Scorpio Sky can win this now he's elevated a TNT match automatically mm-hmm. while you have like Cody Rhodes building his way to get a match later or something yeah. or whatever. You Cody's want to a little do. bit in La La Land right now because yeah, Cody's got lots going on. Yeah, I know he's not really the focal point. I'm waiting for him to that, waiting for them to kind of backtrack on that whole world title thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen soon. Yeah, it's gonna happen probably within probably yeah. next year. They're gonna do it at some point. Yeah, but it's gonna it's gonna happen. But I have Scorpio Sky winning this. Uh, um, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna say Archer gets it. Okay. I, I don't know why. Can you get I don't Archer now yeah, and again. Yeah, I I think we could see something. because Archer's kind of like floating between babyface and he like he's kind of doing a little bit of both right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think Pentagon. I don't think they want to break up that tag team necessarily right this minute. Because um, I like Pentagon a lot, um, but I think Archer could get it. I think Archer could beat the crap out of Darby and and just get a win here. I think they built him enough where yeah. I think it could happen. So there's a lot of people that I think could win this match though. Yeah. Cody is not one of them though. I don't think Cody. No, wins Cody. This. I don't think Cody wins. But no. I'm saying like Cody could start building yeah. something. I'm else. gonna say Archer, but I really don't have a favorite. I'm just kind of going yeah. with something other. Than I'm going you. Scorpio because that's the second name on the list, and yeah. I'm like. I feel like Scorpio would be a could, guy that absolutely could Absolutely, absolutely. And then Scorpio and Allen would be a fun match. Yeah, unless they do it like a surprise person, which will annoy me. But. Yeah. Um, next, we have Adam Page versus Matt Hardy for the big money match. Yeah. So the winner receives the loser's 2021 first quarter earnings. Yeah. Which is... I hate I hate these. It's like, it's so throwback to the old NWA, you know, like, oh, it's a $10,000 match or whatever like that. Like, it's so dumb. I don't get it. I think... I actually wouldn't be shocked to see Matt Hardy get the win here, like, yeah. with some cheating or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to say Page wins, though, just because of that. I don't think this match is going to be very good at all. I think it's going to be rough. I think, I think it's going to go too long, too, which yeah. is going to be really... Annoying. I think Adam Page wins, but I actually didn't read the stipulation. That's the funniest stipulation. Yeah, it's not It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> all right, so now we have um, Hikaru Shida will take on uh, whoever wins the AEW Women's World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Was so, really bummed to see Nyla Rose beat Britt Baker this last week. Yeah. Was, like, really bummed, actually. Yeah. I was like, damn. So so Nyla Rose has left. You got Yoka... Yoka uh, God, I can't. <laughs> Yoka Suzuki and yeah. Rayo Mizu, uh, Mizunami yeah. is on the other side, yeah, and they got yeah. Nyla Rose versus either Thunder Rosa or Riho. Um, yeah. So one of those five will be challenging. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Could I see any of them winning? I think she retains. Yeah, I think that's she why is, I wanted yeah. Britt to win because I thought Britt was the only one that had enough character. Yeah, maybe Thunder Rosa her. wins. Thunder Rosa would be fun. Oh, Thunder Rosa, I could see that. That might be the only one, but outside of that, but. So I'm gonna go. Thunder Rosa wins the tournament. Yeah, and then um, her and Shida will have a really good match. Yeah, and I think Thunder Rosa will win. So sure, I'll, I'll, yeah, go, I'll say Shida retains just because I'm pissed that Britt Baker didn't get the win. Yeah, so. uh, we have Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks with Taz versus Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight, probably cinematic match. Really hoping this is the end of this feud. It probably will be. because I'm kind of done with it. Yes. It's been going on a really long time. I get it. But I'm good. So Sting and Darby get the win. Um, you know, Sting gets a scorpion death drop or gets a you know something like that on a table or something stupid. And yeah, that, that's. I agree. I think this will be fine. I don't think it's going to be amazing by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's going to be fine. But 
Yeah, I also have Darby and Sting winning. Yeah, um, I'm assuming it's going to be cinematic, right? That's why I wish that Darby would have dropped the TV title ahead of or the TNT title ahead of time because I feel like this whole thing could have still been occurring without. And oh, I feel definitely like could have seen have, a TNT but... championship match on this card. Um, so our, I'm going to call it the co-main event because it's yeah. the second most important match. Um, the tag team title match so you have the Young Bucks versus the Inner Circle who will be represented by Chris Jericho and MJF this is a pick em for me this is this tough is a, this, this is, is very a, tough this is the only yeah. pick em for me yeah really. for sure um, yeah because I, there's so many ways you can go with it does MJF turn here does the entire Inner Circle turn on Jericho does Jericho go babyface I think that's you know what I mean? Or do they, they win the titles and they kind of have a little bit of a run and then they break up and yeah. you know and then it, it, we kind of spurn off of it? There's a lot of different avenues they can go with here. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally would I think would like to see Jericho and MJF just win this match, honestly, mm-hmm. um, and kind of te- like wait on the turn just a little bit longer and really build it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that MJF turning is probably the more likely the scenario. Um, but I just I like I like when they you know. When you know, like MJF and Jericho won the tag titles, okay, now you've got some new matchups right going in. But this is a this is a definite like yeah. oof. This I'm gonna is hard. Pick, I'm gonna pick the Bucks because I do think it's funny because I could definitely see a situation that we had like with the Undisputed yeah. Era, except like MJF wins, yeah, but they kind of like win by kicking Jericho out, and then you can like three bird it with the Inner Circle, and yeah. MJF could just have Warlow with the tag title and right. kind of just kick Chris Jericho out of it. Right, well, let's say they win, or say they win the titles, right, but they don't win it the right way, or MJF steals a pin from Jer- Like, there's yeah. something else to have. I'm waiting for Jericho to make his big face run. Yes. I'm waiting for and it. You know? I think it's going to come sooner rather than Yeah, later. I think so, too. So I'm just, I'm interested. This match, this is the one match where I go... There's so many different ways to do it, so I can't really pick. I'm gonna say Jericho and MJF win. Okay. You're gonna take the Bucks. I'm taking Bucks. Yeah, but I, I, not, I, I I'm I, not confident in my pick. At I, all. I just prefer <laughs> the Bucks because Bucks will just have a great match with like anybody, literally anybody, anybody for sure. So I just sure. enjoy that. Aspect. I also think though that MJF and Jericho though winning the tag titles allows a team like say like Jurassic Express or somebody to get a win over them because they're not a real tag team. So like that's where you can make a turn yeah. and also then elevate another tag team as well to give them a, a small run with the tag title. So it's like, oh my gosh, MJF's a turn on Jericho. That's how they won the tag belts. Mm-hmm. But now we spin off into Jericho, MGF, and now Jurassic Express, big fan favorites, are tag champions for a hot minute before FDR comes and ruins their dreams again. Yeah. All right. So then our main event will be Kenny Omega defending the title against John Moxley in an exploding barbed wire death match so I know Moxley said basically he's like don't watch this match because you're not going to like it if you don't like like the intensity and all that shit so I'm hoping it's going to be good I think it's either going to be one of those things where they tease something like that for the whole match and then they finally get it or it's going to be super gimmicky I do not think it's going to be as gruesome (sighs) as like Moxley's like coming out and saying it and that's what I want it to be but I also could do you remember uh, Juice and uh, Moxley like two years ago in New Mm -hmm. Japan where he like bit off his ear almost mm-hmm. or something and then like yeah. they're just like killing and he basically just killed Juice I would I could expect that also where they're yeah. just like this is going to be a tough one for me the Omega thing is still I don't think clicking 100% in my opinion uh, I think it is like, awesome. I, I, like I like it but I don't think it's I'm waiting for uh, I don't think the masses are really like I'm waiting for like Japan guys to start coming over because yeah. I have this inkling that they had the idea that they were going to get this contract with New Japan. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, all right, we're going to give it to Kenny. Right. And then we're going to somehow be able to pull, maybe. like, maybe. maybe. Now, this is like a dream, like a 
a crazy like dream thing, but if they could pull like a Naito, just like a Naito from like one time thing, and just pull like one match out yeah, of them or something. For sure. Like I think that's what they were yeah, like. Absolutely. Because then like you're getting like a six star match there, and it's like I'm still I still stand by the fact that I think MJF should have won the world title at All Out. Um, no, I, I, long term, I I I agree with where they went. But. Yeah. I, I but at the same time, I, I get it. Um, I'm kind of. I kind of want them to stop doing stuff with Impact a little bit, though. Like, I feel like the Good Brothers and stuff aren't adding as much as I think they thought they were. Um, it would have meant more if this happened, like, six years ago when they left Japan the first time, mm-hmm. and then they just came to AEW. That would make more sense, but I don't think we're getting that. And if we're going to get Rich Swan versus Kenny for both titles, there is not a chance in hell Rich Swan A, moves the needle for me at all, number one, and number two, um, Kenny's obviously going to win. I just... I don't think the Impact thing is working out as well. I think the New Japan thing has a lot more credence to it. Um, I would think even Ring of Honor would have more credence to it. I know Ring of Honor is struggling right now, but with some of the cross-pollination you've already had with those guys being there, mm-hmm. I think it just makes a little bit more sense. And we're not getting quality guys from, from Impact either. We're not getting the Motor City Machine Guns from over there. We're not getting Ace Austin from Impact. We're getting the Good Brothers all the time. And I go, that's great, but yeah. okay, cool. So... That's why I think some of the Kenny stuff is missing a little bit because I'm just waiting for that moment where I go, it's kind of clicked all together mm. almost for me. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say Kenny retains. I don't know who the hell is going to beat him, though. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know who's going to beat him for a while. That's the thing. I have There's no baby faces mm. right now. That's so. why I think he's going to hold the title for like literally ever. Yeah. I, I, like it's, it's the... It's, it's going to be the first person to kick out of the one we is the first it, person that's going to beat it's him. It's the opposite like. of the Reigns effect where I go, yeah. I don't know who's who... Could beat Reigns, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, like realistically, I'm like, I am confident that they can beat Reigns. Yeah. Because like, you could be like, oh, Edge could beat Reigns. Okay, right. but like, I don't think Edge is gonna beat Reigns. Right. But like, anyone that's like, I am confident that this guy's gonna beat Reigns. I'm not gonna ever be unless the craziest thing happens and like Okada comes over. Then I go, okay, okay that maybe. That's the match. But like, but he would never beat mm-hmm. Kenny either. Like, no one from Japan will ever beat Kenny. That's yeah. a guy from AEW. Um, but maybe I don't, it's, yeah, maybe it's got to be Cody or but something. But it like has that. to be maybe yeah. maybe like Kenny goes man. through everybody, and maybe that's how you get Cody in the pictures. You go, Cody, you're the last guy. Right. He went through everybody. Yeah. We don't have anyone. Yeah, else. like he's taking over AW, and Cody's like, "What are you doing? Like yeah. this is not what we thought. This is not what we wanted to do. do. We wanted right. to build new stars up and stuff. Right. And Cody's like, "Give me that one match, and right. then that's how they yeah break career the versus title or something yeah. like that. They could." It's going to be an interesting show. This show is. I'm excited to watch it, but at the same time, I'm very nervous because it's. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be super hokey. Mm-hmm. I feel like so. I'm, I'm and I'm okay with either. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a show regardless. But all right, that's going to be it for this week's show, though, guys. Next week we're going to be talking Michigan, Michigan State basketball as we prepare for tournament season. We're going to be doing probably a little bit of some Lions talk as well, some up some people potentially that they want to be looking at in free agency, maybe a mock draft as well, depending on how many people get cut. And all that good stuff um, as well. So obviously we'll be in touch. And if we get a new WWE champion this week, which hopefully we do, then that would be even better. Maybe we can talk about that as well. So lots of good stuff coming your way, guys. As always, we appreciate the support. Please go to imalwaysrightpc.com to our website. Make sure you are there. Sign up on our contact list. Just know when you get the first notifications of when we are doing things outside of the show. Uh, we will get back to YouTube at some point, I promise. We will get back to doing some more of the belt videos as well. Um, just been busy. We finally moved into the new studio, so I'm still busy kind of getting some stuff set up. So we really appreciate your support and your patience. But as always, we'll be live every single Monday, 7 a.m. for your listening pleasure, wherever you listen to podcasts. So with that being said, on behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I am the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.